Today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Make sure to check it out and tell them the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. Your Lockdown Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, August 4th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. And you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for checking into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. After a pretty hectic last couple of weeks here across the National Hockey League, especially for our Chicago Blackhawks, uh... Things are starting to slow down here a little bit as we kind of hit that dead point in the offseason. August overall is just a dreadful month for all of us sports fans. Don't get me wrong. I'm a big baseball guy. I'm a big Cubs fan. So, But it's pretty pretty tough to be all in on that team right now considering what they just did uh, at the trade deadline. So uh, August is a bit rough overall right now. But as for the NHL... um. Most of the free agent action has been finished up for the most part. There will still be a couple of more moves to come, but for the most part, it's it's sort of a, a wait and see until the starter training camp comes here in the next uh, month and a half or so. But for the Blackhawks, all the talk going on right now still has to do with Marc-Andre Fleury and his decision not to retire and to move his family to Chicago for at least the upcoming season. And Flurry arrived in Chicago on Monday, and uh, it was pretty cool to see the Blackhawks in their Twitter account. They posted a video of him in the dressing room trying on his number 29 sweater and getting a tour of the facility and everything. And it's just, it's pretty crazy how this all came together. I can't believe this is happening right now with this team. I don't think he can quite call this a rebuild anymore after all the transa- transactions they've been making this offseason. Um, but I think for the most part, all the fans out there are way more hyped and way more excited about this team than they have been for some time now. And, you know, whether or not you want to debate about their decision-making this summer and, you know, the Seth Jones trade, even though it cost them a pick this year and next year in the first round, which really isn't a sign of a rebuilding team. And I know that kind of seems like a lot, but at the same time, our our defense, I mean, there's no way around it. It's been atrocious for the, the past couple of seasons now, among the worst in the entire league. And ever since 2016 or 2017, it's not a knock on Duncan Keith, but he just hasn't been able to be that true 
number one guy with all the mileage he's he's put on his body over the years. Um, and we finally have the the capability of someone filling in for that role with Seth Jones. And we also, not only with him becoming our guy, but we also got another sturdy defensive piece coming along through free agency as well. And Jake McCabe, Connor Murphy, and Calvin DeHaan, two very solid defensive-minded guys, are both still signed on for one more year. So that's, I mean, that's as legit a top four as the Blackhawks have had in forever, it seems like. So yeah, maybe it costs them a little bit too much, but still, the price in return gives us so much more upside back there than we've had in the past, and we've been missing that for far too long. And on top of that, with the addition of Mark andre Fleury and that, my oh my, you know, I'm really excited about what this team has a chance to do next year, especially if Fleury is playing at that Vezina Trophy level once again, you know, that $7 million price tag will be well worth it because, um, at least in my opinion, the goaltender position, that's the most important position in professional sports because it's this simple. If you don't got it, come playoff time, you really don't stand a chance. And Fleury's one of those guys that's, you know, a seasoned veteran, a proven playoff performer. He's got a 2.53 goals against average in 162 career postseason games. So not only do the Blackhawks put themselves, not only have the Blackhawks put themselves in a much better position on defense now, but they also have given themselves a serious upgrade in net for the upcoming season as well. And the upside is just so much higher than it's been for quite some time now. And it's not to say that Kevin Lankinen isn't a good or capable player or anything. I'm still super excited about Lankinen going forward. And ultimately, I do feel like this is probably going to be a one-year stint for Flurry here in Chicago. So Lankinen is still in the plans and very well still could be the guy. But the more and the more... The more and more I think about this, the more I really do believe this is a golden opportunity to, for him to learn from one of the best netminders in the game right now and one of the best netminders for the past couple of decades in the NHL. Um, and it also kind of, I think, takes some of the pressure off Lankinen's shoulders because he doesn't have to come in right away in his second season in the NHL and be that number one guy that's uh, on a team that's, you know, trying to turn things around and trying to head in the right direction. Backstopping that team and getting a majority of the starts, you know, as a, a 26, 27-year-old second-year pro, you know, that might be a little bit too much to ask out of Lankinen, and that might have been, you know, putting a little too much too much weight uh, on his shoulders. So for him now, he can get another year in and learn as much as possible from a guy like Mark andre Fleury while he's here. And then, you know, maybe next year, potentially, uh, if this is a one-year stint, like I believe it, it probably will be, uh, then Lankinen, he's got some more experience and will be hopefully a bit more ready to hop into that true starter's role going forward. But with that addition of Mark andre Fleury, I mean... Looking at the Blackhawks goaltender picture as a whole, you got to think at least one of Malcolm Subban or Colin Dealey are going to be on the move here at some point. In my opinion, at this point, I think they might have to part ways with both, not only to free up a little bit of cap space and some room, but also neither of those guys are going to be thrilled with uh, heading into the season in an AHL role, and neither of them deserve to be 
that at this point of their careers. I just don't see how come training camp there's Marc-Andre Fleury, Kevin Lankinen, Malcolm Subban, and Colin Dealey along with Arvid Soderblom as well, all in the system getting reps. So if the Blackhawks do make any moves in the next couple of weeks, I do expect to see some moves coming in this area in particular because it's no secret there's a log jam there as well. And looking at what transpired last season, Colin Delia was not happy at all with being in the AHL, so I can't imagine he'd be too happy to start there once again. So uh, we'll see what unfolds, but definitely some exciting times overall with Marc-Andre Fleury joining that group for the Blackhawks. It gives them so much more upside. Uh, It's awesome to see that he's excited to be here. All the fans are excited for him to be here, and it should be a lot of fun to see Flower rocking that number 29 sweater at the United Center this season. All right, there are some thoughts on Marc-Andre Fleury and the Blackhawks' goaltending situation for next year. Coming up in just a moment, I'll be getting into Jonathan Taze's weekend shenanigans and whether or not it could possibly mean anything regarding his return to the ice this season. But first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even as much as 100% more for the exact same parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership? Chain stores and car dealerships have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and you can even choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're also the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you'll ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just got done discussing Marc-Andre Fleury arriving in Chicago on Monday. Moving on now, I also wanted to be sure to get into all of the Blackhawks shenanigans that went on over the past weekend. First, gotta give a big congratulations to Alex Dabrinka for getting married to his now wife, Lindsay. Uh, And it seemed to be a pretty fun get-together over the weekend. Both Adam Boquist and Brandon Hagel shared some pretty great pictures via Instagram of all the guys together. I saw uh, Calvin DeHaan was there, uh, Kaner was there, Connor Murphy, Drake Kajula was there actually looking uh, a little sloshed, might I add, Uh, and Jonathan Taze made an appearance out at Alex DeBrinket's wedding as well, which I don't want to get too excited about, you know, anything of that nature, it's a little bit ridiculous thinking, oh, Jonathan Taze, he went to a wedding, he's back. You know, I don't want to be that guy. But I can't help but admit, it's it's nice to see Johnny out having a good time with all the guys and 
looking to be enjoying himself after a, a pretty tough past year and a half with all he's been dealing with. Um, it's just nice to see that he can go out and, and, and have some fun and uh, has a smile on his face and um, is being with all the boys and looking back like uh, th- things are back to normal a little bit. And also, uh, after the wedding, the boys hit Lollapalooza on Sunday, I guess, to go see some of the concerts, and Taze joined them there as well. So again, just just great to see him out and uh, having a little bit of normalcy back, back into his life. And during a press conference on Tuesday, General Manager Stan Bowman was uh, asked about Taze once again, and to no surprise, there there weren't any real updates from Bowman other than uh, stating that, that Taze has been feeling good lately. But of course, as I've talked about before, with the, with the situation that Taze is in with what he's been dealing with, um, things can change at any moment. You know, one day he can feel great, and the next day... Um, just like that, all of a sudden, it, it, it could be uh, another step back, and, and that's the most frustrating part of these situations. There's no explanation for that, so uh, it's hard to predict what can come in, in the future, so um, it kind of seems like going forward, this is just going to be a day-to-day thing for the Blackhawks captain, but at the moment, yes, all things are looking good, and, and that's really all we can ask for at the moment. At, at this point of the summer, you just want to hear good things about Jonathan Taze and that um, he, he's looking forward to returning, and um, <clears throat> there haven't been any hiccups or anything. You know, he's been back on the ice with a bunch of the boys practicing, getting ready, and getting back into his training regimen, and again, there just haven't, there have, there hasn't seemed to be any setbacks or anything that have been reported in the past handful of months now because when you go back to even towards the end of the regular season back in April uh in May you know that there were starting we were starting to hear things about Jonathan Taze there were some reports that he was feeling good um and that things were headed in the right direction even then so without hearing anything without hearing any bad news knock on wood um for this extended period of time you know um, that's all we can ask for, really, and it's awesome to hear, and just keep our fingers crossed that that can continue to happen, so, uh, Johnny can return to the ice and be our captain, uh, and, and fill into that top-line center role for the Blackhawks next season. And also during Bowman's press conference on Tuesday, uh, one thing he was asked about that I found interesting was, he was asked about Tyler Johnson coming in and potentially playing center next season along with Jonathan Taze and Kirby Doc. Again, assuming that Taze does accomplish his, his goal of returning to the ice. Um assuming that to be assuming that to be uh coming to fruition, keeping our fingers crossed again, uh slot Johnny in as the top line center. Kirby will probably be behind him as the number two. And then it's going to be interesting to see if Tyler Johnson or Dylan Strom come in as the third line center because for those of you who don't know Johnson, he's been a pretty solid faceoff man over his career. He's been right around 50% essentially every season and he's at 49.5 uh for his 9-year career in the NHL. But then there's Dylan Strom who isn't quite as good at the faceoff dot. He's usually, you know, 46 47%, but quite frankly, hasn't looked good at all in his transition to the wing so far, and I really think at this point of his career, he, he's he got to stay consistent at one. This flip-flopping back and forth, I really think is 
has really hurt his development. And yeah, maybe later on there's going to be value to a guy who can play both center and the wing. But being just 23, 24 years old, I feel like this is just stunning his growth a little bit. So I really want to see him stick to one position, whether it be center or wing. I know he's been better at center, but um, with with all the depth that the Blackhawks have there all of a sudden, you know, if they're going to move him to wing next season, then I think you have to keep him there for going forward for the foreseeable future. Um, and then there's also um, a, a guy, there's Philip Kershev, who's, yeah, he played wing last year, but it was his first year in the NHL. And when he did play center, uh, he struggled mightily at the dot. I believe he was under 40%. Uh, but with his strong two-way ability, I do wonder if the Blackhawks are wanting him down the middle long-term. And that's kind of the same boat. Uh, I'm wondering what they're going to do with R- Lucas Reichel right now as well. Do they want him to play center long-term or do they want him to to try out at the wing in his first couple of years because all the players we already got down the middle. So there's a lot of those type of questions that are uh, still going to need to be answered for the Blackhawks, but they certainly could use a big help from a healthy Jonathan Taze back on that top line to lead the charge going forward next season. All right, that wraps up Jonathan Taze being out and about over the weekend. Coming up in just a minute, quick warning, I'm going to continue to talk about some of the latest details emerging on the lawsuits that the Blackhawks are currently facing. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bilt Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Bilt Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like coconut, salted caramel, double chocolate, and they also have a couple of new flavors right now like strawberry and grasshopper cookie, which is really good if you're a fan of mint. And they also have cookies and cream, cherry barcia, and many more flavors, all of which are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they are also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15, capital L in LOCKED, then the number 15, to get 15% off your next order. One more time... Be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option and use our exclusive promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I just got done discussing Jonathan Taze and the Blackhawks' potential center depth for this upcoming season. Moving on now, before I finish up for the day, I also wanted to be sure to talk about the internal memo that the Blackhawks sent out on Monday afternoon. And in that memo, Blackhawks CEO Danny Wirtz wrote that the Blackhawks will, in fact, share the results of the Jenner and Block internal review with all of their fans, their partners, and the media, and will promptly implement changes to address the findings and shortcomings of the organization. Wow. And with how the organization has handled all these types of issues in the past, I have to admit, I was absolutely stunned to hear that they are going to be this transparent with the investigation. Of course, don't get me wrong, I am 100% thrilled that everyone is going to see these results because I've talked about it plenty of times on the show in the past. That's the only way to ensure that 
these problems won't happen from these kind of individuals again. It's to make the findings public, make sure that everyone is aware of what happened here because continuing to keep things private and further sweeping things under the rug, that doesn't accomplish anything at all. It only makes the problem worse and worse and doesn't do anything good for the the culture in hockey. And right now we know it's pretty toxic and things have to change. A stand has to be made. So, um, good. It was really, really nice to hear from Danny Wirtz that all of all of these findings are going going to be made public, and finally the Blackhawks have done one thing right. Um, and I also want to give a quick shout out to former guest of the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, Brent Sopel, and also former coach Paul Vincent for both telling Jenner and Block that they would only. Uh, they said that they told Jenner and Block that they would not cooperate with the investigation unless the law the law firm promised to make the findings public. So right on for those guys standing up for what's right. Um, hopefully that puts some pressure on the Blackhawks to do the right thing. Um, because I wouldn't have been shocked if the organization went that route again. We've seen it from, uh, professional sports franchises in North America. The last couple of years, I talked about it on Monday's episode, the Miami dolphins and the Richie incognito situation, those results that that like 150 page review all was all remained private. There was something with the Ma- the Dallas Mavericks organization. The findings remained private there. So finally, something along the lines of um, these awful situations and the bat, the horrible and awful things that these organizations are doing it is being released to the public so they can know what's happening in these cultures behind closed doors. It's truly sickening that. The Blackhawks didn't do anything about Brad Aldrich and the crimes that he committed and let him go back out there and do these things to to teenagers. It's unbelievable. Um, And those people who allowed that to happen, they don't deserve to go forward in the positions they're in right now. They don't deserve to have power in a front office ever again. Um, So, you know, finally something is at least heading in the right direction in this review. Um, Of course, none of that's going to take away from the awful things that the organization has done. Um, But again, at least everyone is going to to get to know what happened here. Um, But just a fair warning, I I think this very well is only going to get uglier and uglier once people know all the details behind it. Uh, And if what we're hearing from some of the former players right now is true, that guys like Patrick Sharp and, and Patrick Kane and also... Current Blackhawks development coach and former player Brian Campbell, if all of them knew of this at at the time, along with then head coach Joel Quenville, Mark Bergevin was part of the organization as well, and, and all of those guys, there could be a lot of repercussions coming across the National Hockey League because of this investigation. So uh buckle up, Blackhawks fans. This this investigation is far from over, but the truth absolutely deserves to come out about this situation that the organization and Brad Aldrich caused. And, uh, I'm thinking this is probably step one in the front office being cleaned out once this investigation is all said and done, whenever that may be. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Wednesday, August 4th's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to check out the Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day by simply following the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you may get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at Talk and Hockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.